But what will your best advice be to someone who has failed over and over again and has given up or is at a point of giving up? Keep failing. Because every time you fail, you learn. Hmm. I mean, sometimes I think, you know, I always tell people... Life is a marathon. Slow and steady wins the race. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila, the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring life experiences. Today's guest, Dennis McCurdy, is an author, speaker, businessman, real estate investor, and financial advisor. A small town boy who sucked it up and found a way without role models, mentors, and education. He succeeded on the learn as you go plan and today we are discussing his beautiful life journey and all that it took to get to where he is today hello Denise, and welcome to podcast with sheila hey sheila how you doing how's the weather over there <laughs> i'm doing great very very cold i think today um the um highest you're going to have today is six degrees celsius so it's been icy since morning and it's very oh. cold out there <laughs> kind of like us yeah Okay, so let's get on with it. Let's start from your life as a child. What was it like? And what were some of the great childhood memories you can share with us? (laughs) Well, that's probably not a great place to start. Mm. Um, I mean, I had four brothers, so uh, we we had a lot of fun together as brothers. Uh, We played baseball. I mean, we were, you know, the typical back in those days, we were outside all the time. Hint, hint, kids, get outside. we had fun. We were, uh, you know, that the old thing of uh, come in when the street lights go on. Mm. You, you better get your butt in here. <laughs> um, unfortunately, my father was an alcoholic. I mean, a brutal alcoholic. Mm. So uh, there weren't a lot of fun things with him. But uh, as the young boys, we had a great time. We had a great time. You know, we played baseball, basketball, football, swam, rode our bikes. We did. You know, it was kind of like you know the typical country boys mm. great so, that great. was great yeah as every successful person has a story to share what would yours be a special story a successful story a successful story well here's what happened i mean i uh i graduated from high school uh 140 students uh eighth in my class mm. from the bottom okay so I was, uh, I think they passed me just to get rid of me. Uh, <laughs> my senior year, I missed 35 days of school, was suspended twice. Yeah. So, um, you know, not a bad kid, just a little rowdy. And uh, from there, I went in the military, uh, went off to Vietnam, came back, uh, was going to go to college. I went one semester, and I had a couple friends that were starting a real estate and uh, insurance business. That was 19, I was 23. And it was like, bye bye books, hello buildings. I was going to be a real estate tycoon, you mm, know? Yeah. Um, so I quit school and started selling real estate. And then uh, that didn't work out. We were in a recession, like mm. I like to tell people. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what a recession was. I was 24 years old at that time. Uh, so I started driving a canteen truck, mm. selling coffee and donuts at work construction sites. Okay. And tended, tended bar at night, so I was getting minimum wage. But I was saving a lot of money because I had I worked like 70, 80 hours a week. Um, so hey, you're young, you can do that, right? Yeah. You know that the, at the turn of the 19th century in America, 
the average person worked 2,600 hours a year. Mm. Today, mm. today they work 1,400. 1,400? 1400. So uh, there's plenty of room in there for some growth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, what happened then is uh, uh, when I was driving the canteen truck, I decided I was going to get my insurance license and start an insurance business. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to start on my mother's porch, my son por- her son porch, but I didn't even tell her I was going to do that. In fact, I realized about 30 years later, there was not even a door to that porch. Mm. So I can imagine people coming through my parents' living room, hi, how are you? I'm here mm. to get insurance. But um, ended up, I ended up taking over the business of one of the, my former guys that I work with. Bought another agency that same year mm. for just luck so opportunity came and i think that's one of the important things is when when opportunity comes you've got to say yes yeah yeah you know, too often we get afraid you know yeah. sheila and yeah. you just got to do it yeah and every every opportunity is a learning experience it whether is. it works out well or not yeah 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 it is so, Wow. If I hadn't failed, failed in the real estate business the first time, I never would have started the insurance sure business. business. And then later on, I, I did start my own insurance real estate company. And I had 20 uh, brokers working for me at that time. So. Oh, wow. Very impressive. So what were some of the lessons you learned as you were on this journey? Well, number one, you've got to say yes. Mm. And that means taking action. And that, that people too often have these thoughts or dreams or, or goals but they just never take action yeah. they never take that first step yeah. you know it's a quote that I have in my book which I've always loved it was by Martin Luther King Jr. and it said you don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step yeah I've seen that quote and, too yeah very powerful yeah. very powerful yeah. yeah and I think the next most important thing which is crucial and I call it who's in your gang mm because we all have gangs. Yeah. Uh, I call a gang a goal-achieving, nudging group. Mm-hmm. So goal-achieving, nudging group. People are going to have goals. They're trying to achieve those goals. They're going to nudge you when you start slacking. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and it's a group. So it's a group of people. Um, they get together and work on things together. Uh, not necessarily together together but at least encouraging like it's accountability i think you know she accountability yeah. is probably it the is. biggest thing it we is. all need it is it is it is so the kind of group you keep in essence the kind of group you keep can either um, influence your life positively or negatively can impact your absolutely. life exactly yeah. wow. absolutely your, your environment where you uh, your group it, it's absolutely crucial for all of your habits and everything else you do and especially as you're going off like like you're doing your podcast and you're on your own you uh, when you're on your own your own boss it can be dangerous sometimes Mm. because there's nobody to say hey to go do this yeah yeah you gotta do it yourself you gotta do it yourself You, you 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 find yourself having to do too many things at the same time and sometimes what i realize is you can uh you get stressed and you don't get to um achieve much or produce with quality if i should say but then i also think that it depends on how you how you spread your activities for the day and then you'll be able to achieve everything with quality as you have always wanted to go with if you do it well but like you said it can get very tiring very tedious frustrating and all of that if you don't do it well yeah right 
and that's why you need that's why we all need support. I mean, we're human beings. You know, we all need support. Exactly. And I think sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and that's where you having the right gang is crucial. That's so true. That's so true. That's so true. Uh, without any formal education, you have written three books. You have 250 blogs and hosted several personal development workshops. How have you done this? I just did it. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I've all of a sudden, I'm on the Learn As You Go program. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you, I mean, you have to just, uh, you have to take action, you have to just start. And that's really key is starting because, I mean, yeah, there was a time, you know, when I didn't know how to ride a bicycle. I didn't know how to walk. I didn't know how to read. Yeah. But I don't even think about those things anymore. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you have to. You just have to do that. And yeah. No matter what. It, if you want to be, I was doing some stand-up comedy uh, up until COVID hit. Hmm. And, hmm. and the thing is, that you you go to a comedy club that's doing open mic, and you just start. Yeah. You know? And if yeah. you suck, you learn. Yeah. 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 And that's the big thing. People don't want to don't want to suck, so they don't learn. <laughs> they don't learn. I think I resonate yeah. with you on that level. As uh, so many times, <laughs> when I came out of school, as well, I've said it too many times now, beginning to sound like a broken record. But when I came out of uni and I couldn't find a job and I wanted to do my own business, and my mom especially, my parents were kind of going, you don't take the the tough road, just go easy, find yourself working for somebody, learn the ropes. But I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it even with my high grades I still couldn't get it because what I kept hearing was we don't hire um, first class students and their reason was first class students always want to further their education so the company spends their money and their resources to train, train you, you yeah. and then you don't oh. even work for them for that long and you leave so they don't like to right. take first class students so even when I graduated as a first class student I was I was so excited I came out frustrated because I couldn't find a job so I decided to do my own things. At a point, my parents had to give in and say, okay, go that way and then we'll support you. So my mom funded my little project, which was a fashion magazine I'd come out with. I first got a contract with a fabric um, company in Ghana and I designed their billboard and it was up for two years. And that was good money. Then my mom gave me money to start my own um, fashion, um, my fashion magazine. And I came out with my first, yeah, I came out with my first edition. I had all the support. I think I was the first person in the family as a child to start a business. Uh -huh. So everybody was rallying behind me and it was uh -huh. good. So I came out with my first edition, launched it and wanted to immediately come out with my second edition because I had the money for it. So what I did was to give my first edition to marketers to market it for me and they didn't do it. I think they mm -hmm. just went to dump it somewhere, made my magazines collect dust. And then after two months came to me and said, oh, we weren't able to market it. We took it round into the market and people wouldn't take it. So what I had oh. said to myself at that time was I was going to take it upon myself and then go by do it yourself. So every time I'll say do it yourself, whatever I wanted to learn, whatever I wanted to do, I had to learn it to do it myself. I had to learn right. to do graphics. I had to learn to market. I had to learn to do yeah. so many things until date. Yeah. Sometimes when I look back, I can do so many things without having to employ anybody to do anything for me. Right. I've right. never learned. Charge your life. Yeah. I've never learned how to design a website, but I do my own website and I do it very yeah. well. I do so many things on my own and yeah. it's coming really handy. 
so yes. money I'll spend out somewhere stays in my pocket and in the end I don't get to spend that money. Yeah. So I And then too you mm -hmm. if you hire somebody you know what they have to do so you can't they can't say, Oh, it takes this long. No, you know what it takes. Exactly. 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 So you can tell them what to ex you expect from them. And I think you only become there's something they say that you become a best the best version of yourself when you tend to do things for yourself. Right. Right. Absolutely. So you don't you. yeah, you don't always rely on somebody right. to do something for you, but you take the initiative to do it yourself. Right. Yeah. It's responsibility. It is. It is. And if everybody, you know, like, I, I even get upset, you know, they're probably going to get booed for this, but mm. uh, even with charities and things like that, yeah. unless somebody has a situation where, like, you have a, you know, a hurricane or a tornado or something unexpected, you know, it's all about responsibility. It is. Uh, and every if every person just took responsibility for, the, for their own life, we would have to worry about all this other exactly. stuff. Exactly. 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 So I totally agree with you. And I think your story is so inspiring for you to have learned as you went along and you did good out of it because your achievement is so huge because you bought and owned 29 pieces of real estate as well as owned several businesses from your background as a child. And how does it make you feel now? You know, um, I don't even actually even think about it. Mm. I, I just think, uh, what am I going to do next? Wow. You know, I'm working on my fourth book right now, which is about mastermind groups mm. and how to start a mastermind group. In fact, anybody listening who wants to have, um, I have 10 tips on how to start your own mastermind group or accountability group. If they want that, you can either can email you or email me and mm. I'll be happy to send it to them because I think that's powerful. Mm. I just think... For people, I think for me be, and being an entrepreneur, yeah, I'm always thinking about the next thing as well. Because what happens is when you get into um, when you've been in business a long time, you get into what they call the messy middle, or I call it the valley of dead dreams, where okay. the, the, the work is there, maybe you know how to do it, or it's boring. Mm. So you, as an entrepreneur, you can always do a little something on the side. You know, so for example, years ago my real estate business was a side business for my insurance business. Mm. And then when I got rid of that, I, I became a certified financial planner, and that became my side business, and now that business has grown to where it's its own elephant, so yeah. to speak. Um, and, so, or, and so now I'm adding people in that division now, and, and we're looking to grow some more. It's, I like what Dan Sullivan said. I you know Dan Sullivan is a world-renowned business coach. Mm. He was 72 years old, and he says, I'm working on my 25-year plan. Wow. So I'm working on my 25-year plan. Whoa. I like that. I like that. What will your best advice be to someone who has failed over and over again and has given up or is at the point of giving up? Keep failing. Because every time you fail, you learn. Hmm. I mean, you, you know, sometimes I think, you know, I always tell people, I think you remember the, the question you got wrong on the test more than you remember the ones you got right. That's so true. Yes. That's so true. And, and yeah. so every time you fail, you're actually building more value in yourself. When I when I was in the real estate business, first first off, I learned about building, I learned about real estate, I learned about contracts, and I failed. Yeah. Because it was a recession. Yeah. I, all that stuff has carried me through 
I just sat with a, a gentleman yesterday who's got a nonprofit and he helps young kids uh, learn about robotics and stuff mm -hmm. and he wanted to come in and talk to me about he wants to buy a building for the nonprofit so I work, worked through the whole thing with him mm -hmm. all those failures gave me all that knowledge yeah. to be able to help him yeah and so keep, keep doing it I'll tell you a quick story yeah one of the houses I bought probably number 15, 18 or 19 mm. um, was uh, I was at a party with somebody that people I just met. It was uh, just an afternoon Sunday, but he's having a beer talking. And they started talking about this house that had a fire in it that was four houses down from where we were sitting. Mm -hmm. And it, a year a year earlier, the man had used a space heater, caused a fire, got his insurance check, put the key in the door and left. It was a total loss house. Mm -hmm. And it sat there and they kept saying, well, this guy should buy it because he owns all the land around it. Yeah. Somebody should do this, somebody should do that. Uh, it sat there for a year. I just found out about it on that Sunday. Four days later, I had a deposit on the house. Hmm. I rehabbed the house. Um, moved in. It was October, so I moved in in February. Mm -hmm. I lived there for a few, about 10 years. Hmm. I had I sold for $225,000. Hmm. I think I paid 12000 for the house. Wow. So, But yeah. they sat there. They all knew it was there. Yeah. And they just and that's the secret. They you know, it's all there. We go buy more opportunities every day on our way to work than we than yeah. we ever take. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so true. You know, sometimes you see it but you need somebody to or you need a light bulb experience, should I say? And most people don't get it. It's only a few people with that eye, you know, who can see it and oh that's an opportunity and go right. for it. So wow. That's and that's where your goal that's where your goal buddy or your accountability partner or your gang is important because they can go hey wait a second you're telling me the same stuff again get off your butt yeah go do it you yeah know? yeah yeah and I'll tell you that my first really successful mastermind group ended up just being two people because we found a bunch of people who didn't want to they say they want to do it and they don't do it yeah but we worked together for seven years that's how I wrote my first book mm. and uh, we met every single month we set goals you had to come back the next month. Your goals had to be completed. And what we did when we, before we left our, our monthly meeting is we wrote the other person a check for five hundred dollars, mm. post dated thirty days. Mm. So when you came back with your for your goals, if they weren't done, the person got to cash the check. Wow. Yeah. So that gets you serious. It, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But if you want to be serious, that's what you're going to do. And you know what? In seven years, no one ever had to cash a check. Hmm. So we got it done. Great. Why do you say success isn't mag magic or rocket science? It's not. It's 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 simple. I mean, yeah. even if you're the you know you're not you don't have an education, mm -hmm. or if you uh, uh, didn't do well, say in school, you have all these beliefs. It's a matter of just going out there, and even if you're don't have a lot of in a way potential even if you just work a little harder than the average person yeah. and take that extra and you get somebody to help you invest it for, yeah. for example you could become a millionaire yeah it's if it's got to be you know that 2600 hours that nobody works anymore we're all working 14 yeah. well, if you just add 500 hours a year and put all that money in an investment or something it's going to make you really good yeah. well off yeah so anybody can do it when you look back at your life do you think you could have achieved all that you have now any other way 
No. I think had I, uh, I, I don't, it's hard to say because I've always, I, I had some ambition. I didn't even know I had the ambition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Originally, I was going to be, um, uh, I thought about when I was in college, I would be maybe a uh, political science journalist. And I'm thinking that's very interesting for a guy who flunked yeah. out of high school, basically, yeah. and flunked English. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a journalist. I never, like, hello. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I found out that really writing in journalism, and for anybody who wants to write it out there, it's really more about the ideas and what's in you. It's not about the grammar. I mean, yeah. you can get somebody to help you with the grammar. Yeah. So I think if I had gone to sc- stayed in school, maybe I would have gone a different path. It's hard to say. Yeah. 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 I think I've, like I said previously, I've said it on this platform too many times that sometimes we plan our lives to go a particular way but life tends us on a different path and then we may be right. beating ourselves kissing ourselves regretting uh, for those parts but then in the end we see that those parts become golden parts because then they open us to channels and avenues and a realization of ourselves we never knew existed and it's a beautiful Absolutely. yeah it's a beautiful thing in the end for us to see so i'd always said here that we should count our challenges as blessings because yeah. they really are just that we don't get to see it when we are on the path but when we are at the far end of the journey and we look back and we count all the blessings and everything that comes with it we see that truly this part was really fit for us and not any other one so um if i should ask what word or mantra would you have for our audience today what mantra yeah i would say take action take action good take action that's really the secret because every time you take action you either win or you lose and but you gain because you learn yeah yeah and and i like the bit that you said keep failing if you fail keep and failing. fail yeah you want to um give up don't just keep failing and you get better at it one of my things i was going to say quickly one of my mentors has said you can't learn how to ride a bicycle in a seminar yeah you have to go out and get on the bike exactly and ride it and feel the feel the balance and fall down and learn and that's what all life is so for all your listeners listeners out there get on the bicycle and start riding yeah you know, learn fall down get scared get back up that's what it's all about yeah at this point is there anything else you'd like to add if not would like to take your final message and then wrap up buy my book <laughs> <laughs> buy his on book. Amazon yeah can, can we have the titles of your book Sure, the, the title of the book is Suck It Up Cupcake, Stop Screwing Yourself, and Get the Life You Want. Wow, I like that. Those are powerful topics, though. Those are powerful um, headings for the book. I like, I really like that. And on this note, would like to say a massive thank you, Dennis, for coming on podcast with Sheila today. Thank you, Sheila, and thanks for being patient with our little glitch, and we'll, hopefully we'll talk again. It comes with a job, so I understand it. If you've been listening, <laughs> if you've been listening in, this is season two, episode 78 of our podcast series, where we bring seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. Whilst at eight, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'd find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you succeed beyond all reasonable doubt. Until we meet again, have a brilliant week.